So this is probably why most people can't find out or figure out their life purpose. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle optimization for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. I want to talk about life purpose because this is probably something that really changed my life a lot and helped me to excel. And it was something that I was looking for a lot of fulfillment in my life. I guess when I was younger, I felt a bit lost. I felt probably out of touch with most things. Like there was just part of me, there was something missing. But I just felt like there was something missing in my life and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I kept trying all these different things and I would waste a lot of money. I would waste time. I felt like I couldn't get ahead. I also felt like there was this missingness in my life and I didn't know what it was. And I think most people try to fill that missingness with something else outside of themselves, whether it be money or an intimate relationship or certain types of experiences or whatever. But I didn't really know what it was and that's sort of what led me to get into personal development. Then over the years, a lot of people spoke about this thing called a purpose. I know that everything really has a purpose, but I just didn't really understand the context and the content or the reason why it was important to understand my purpose. And I did all these different personal development events and they spoke quite a lot about the importance of a purpose but I never found that I could get on top of it and figure it out. And I couldn't understand why either. And it seemed like there were so many people that were like, oh, my purpose is this and my purpose is that. But I also noticed that it seemed like what they said their purpose was versus what they were actually achieving in life were two different things. So there's probably a lot of people out there who might be listening to this, who have done a lot of personal development or a lot of personal growth. And you might think you know what your purpose is, but I'm gonna go through and really help you to clarify if that's true or not, because there are a lot of people out there who delude themselves into thinking their purpose is something when it's not really that thing. And I guess I was one of those people for a while as well. There are also probably a whole bunch of people who are listening to this now who probably go, this is weird, wacky stuff. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, look, I was a bogan diesel mechanic who, you know, used to think personal development was a waste of money. It was bullshit. I'd heard about it before and I used to have some pretty harsh opinions about it, which is why I don't really judge people who have two harsh opinions about it now. I mean, I think that it's silly to think that way, knowing what I know now, but it's like everything. People don't know what they don't know. And so I wanted to really take this episode to share my journey through finding out my purpose and also the big contributing factors that really help you to figure it out, but also the things that stop you from figuring it out and also what it brings to your life. And I guarantee it will help you to be more successful. It will help you to be more fulfilled. You'll feel better about yourself and who you are as a person. And it gives a lot of clarity and meaning within your own life. And this is one of the three pillars of our Thrive Time event, the four-day event that I have called Thrive Time, which is all about building your success map in life. Pillar number one is finding your fulfillment because you can spend your whole life, and I've met probably thousands of people like this, spend your whole life working towards something that you think is going to fulfill you, and then you realize that you're still missing something. And there are a lot of people out there who have all the money in the world, yet they still feel like shit and hate their life. And again, this comes back to fulfillment. They're not fulfilled in what they're doing. There are a whole bunch of people out there who aren't achieving what they want and they can't figure out why, but it's because they keep doing things that don't really fulfill them. So they self-sabotage and self-destruct. So fulfillment, I believe, is the number one most important key pillar in your journey because you can be fulfilled and not have much and you can be fulfilled and have a lot. You can also be unfulfilled in having a lot 
and unfulfilled in not having much. And the majority of people that I meet are really unfulfilled in their life and they can't figure out why. That's why it's the first pillar in building your success map for life, which is unique to you. I don't teach people how to be successful. People are already successful. It's just unfortunately, they create all these smoke screens and they try to live up to everybody else's expectations. And they've had a whole life of people projecting values onto them. And so when they go to make a decision, it's never their decision, it's most other people's decisions. Because when you make a choice based on how someone else is gonna react, that's not your decision anymore. You've sort of lost yourself in that process. And most people go to work and they do things and they say, you know, I'm doing this for whatever reason. They're really doing it for someone else. They're trying to prove something to somebody else or they're trying to show somebody else that they're successful or that they're achieving something. And so their insecurities drive a lot of decisions, but also insecurities come from the inability to understand who that person is. So when you know who you are, you're not as insecure in your decisions. You just make decisions and that's how they are and people are gonna judge you and criticize you and that's normal. So in this episode, I really wanna talk quite a lot about why it's so important to get clear with your purpose or your life purpose and how it helps you to be fulfilled and create a lot of more fulfillment in your life. Also, it will help you to be more successful because when you're doing things that you are fulfilled in, you're more consistent with them. I also find that a lot of people lack consistency in their life and that's normally due to doing things that don't really fulfill them, or when they do something that fulfills them, they feel guilty about it because of the implanted values of others. And so in that situation, they're screwed either way, because if they do something that's fulfilling, they'll feel judged and criticized and they'll stop doing it, and then they'll self-sabotage. Or the other way around is that they're not really committed to it, they don't really wanna do it in the first place, and so because of that, they self-sabotage. And that's part of the reason why people self-sabotage, which I also talk a lot about in pillar number three of our Thrive Time event, which is building a success map. And that's around getting clear with how your mindset works as an individual. As I said, in my events, I don't teach people how to be successful. They've already got everything there. It's just they don't know how to tap into it. My job is to remove all the bullshit that's stopping them from being successful because most people self-sabotage, self-destruct, procrastinate, and then that stops them from achieving the things that they want. Everyone's already got it there. Like kids are very smart. They're very intelligent. They're inquisitive. They ask questions and they normally do what they want until someone comes along, tells them off, tells them what they should do, tells them what they shouldn't do. And then after a while, they start suppressing parts of themselves. That's part of a normal child's journey. But over time, we keep collecting these opinions of others, these thoughts of others, other people tell us that we upset them. So we keep adjusting our behavior or moderating our behavior. And when we do that, the more we do that, the more we lose ourselves in that process. Now, it's important to understand that we do impact others in the way that we do things. But if you're self-aware, if you can control yourself and you have the three key pillars for Thrive Time and your success map in life, you normally just get on with the job of doing the thing that you're born to do and then you're highly successful at it. So anyway, let's get into talking about life purpose and your purpose just in general. So these are some of the key points that I'll go through. So when we're talking about life purpose, most people will come to Thrive Time and they'll say something like, I've done events and I've discussed purpose. I know my purpose. Or you have other people that are like, I have no idea what it is. I've never even really thought about it. I don't really know what to do. I don't even know the importance of it. And what I find is that when someone tries to figure out their purpose, first of all, they struggle with it. And they struggle with it because of the implanted values of others and the opinions and the beliefs of others. So let me give you an example. You've got a child. Child wants to go out the back and play. Mum or dad says, you can't go out the back and play because it's raining. Child goes, okay, if I go out the back, I'm going to upset mum or I'm going to upset dad or my parental figure. I'm going to upset that person. 
Now I have a choice. Do I mediate my behavior and suppress part of what I really want? Or do I go outside and play and then potentially upset mum or dad? And in which case love is removed or I will be yelled at, which makes me feel unsafe or something along those lines. So you start to mediate your behavior. You start to change the way you act based on what mum or dad want. Then, you know, this happens consistently as a child. Part of that is important. I'm not going to go too deep into it in this episode. I think I've spoken about it before. But children have, they're born without the intellectual part of their brain really that well developed. So they need to have rules. They need to have boundaries. All of those things are super important. My point is with figuring out your purpose, you've been taught most of your life to moderate or mediate your behavior based on what other people want you to do and what other people want you to be because you've got this fear of upsetting others and having love taken away having acceptance taken away, and that makes a human feel unsafe. How evolution works is we go from the most primitive responses. So one of our most primitive response is the flight, fight, and freeze response under stress. And so we will want to fight. We want to be aggressive. So that's the fight response. We will want to flight, which means we want to run or get away from something that we perceive will challenge us, or we will freeze and shut down. Those three responses are one of the most primitive responses. Why? because they're there for safety. They're there to protect us. Now, you can be the smartest, most logical person who is purpose-driven and mission-driven and your head's up in the clouds and you're thinking about all these amazing things you could be doing in life. But the truth is, if a lion runs up and grabs you and mauls you to death, you're fucked. Then your mission, purpose, values, all of those things have no meaning whatsoever. So our brain drops back to the most primitive survival response back in that threat. And so what it does is we go from logical thinking back into survival thinking. And that there overrules everything else in that case. So let's come back to talking about purpose. So if we're a child and our parent takes love away from us, that survival response kicks in because it goes, shit, how do I feed myself? How do I go to sleep at nighttime? Because if I'm lying there asleep, this is the perfect opportunity for a predator like a lion or a fox or something else to come and attack me and eat me. So what will happen is our safety response gets kicked off when we don't feel like we're part of something in most cases. And so for most human beings on the planet, if they're not accepted by a group or by their tribe, they will have that threat response kicked off. And so as a young child, we start to mediate and adapt our behavior because we think, shit, if mum or dad yell at us or our family member takes that away, we drop into that primitive survival response and we adapt our behavior because we have to fit into the tribe. Because as a child, you can't go and gather your own food most of the time. I mean, some kids will walk to the pantry and get their cookies and lollies or whatever, but they're essentially mediating their behavior for a survival response. They also know that they need their parental figure as a protection mechanism to ensure their safety and survival. So they start to adapt. But then they go to school and at school, they need to fit in with a tribe. So other kids are there and they're going, you're fat. And the child goes, shit, survival response. I'm getting kicked out of the tribe here. I start feeling unsafe. So the survival response starts kicking in. And then again, the child adapts their behavior. You know, being fat is bad or getting in trouble at school is bad. If I'm not smart, then that's bad. And so the child will start adapting its behavior. Now, some kids at school, they're always in trouble and they think, fuck this, I'm going to go to another tribe. So they just don't do well at school, but they will fit in with the naughty kids or whatever. So they, again, adapt their behavior in order to try to survive. That's essentially what it is. Now, how does this relate to your purpose? Well, because most people, when they come to one of our events, they will say things like, I've tried working on my purpose before, but I don't know what it is. Now, you do know what it is. You know exactly what it is. 
The problem is that you've spent the majority of your life adapting your behavior in order to try to fit in. And so now, when you go to figure out your purpose and also your values, which are essentially your core filtration mechanism within your brain, you can't think. Your brain will just shut down. So you go, shit, I can't really think, I can't really figure it out. And by the way, when I say shut down, if you're a neuroscientist, you'll know that that's not what happens. But you'll feel like you can't think effectively, everything's scrambled, it's like there's this fog, I can't get clear with what I'm thinking about, and you start to stress out, and you'll question yourself. And that's because you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know who you are because you've spent the majority of your life mediating or adapting your behavior in order to try to fit into the tribe. And you'll have a bunch of collective values, not individual values. You'll have a collective purpose, not your own purpose. You go, okay, in order to fit into the tribe, I need to be a nice person. I need to do this. I need to go to the gym. I need to exercise. I need to be a good mother or a good father. I need to be a good friend. I also like experiences. I also need money in order to live the lifestyle I want. And so when you try to get clear, all this crap pops up and it's like there's so much stuff in your brain that it's really, really hard to figure it out. But that's not because you don't know your purpose. You know your purpose. It's just that it is clouded by a group or a collective purpose or collective values. Now, you've probably heard me mention on the podcast before a amazing quote that I heard about Michelangelo when he created the Statue of David, an amazing sculpture that people travel from all around the world to see. Someone asked him, how do you create such amazing sculptures? And he said, it's easy. All I did, and he pointed to the Statue of David, he said, all I do is I chip away all the rock that's not David. Now, that is why our events, especially when it comes to personal development, personal growth, and also business, are so different than the majority of stuff on the market. Because my job isn't to teach people how to be successful. They are successful. All I need to do is just chip away all the shit that's not them. And so I built all of our events not teaching people how to be successful, but taking away all the shit that stops them from being successful. Because they already are. Just like when someone comes in in order to get clear with their purpose, their values, and their success map in life, it's not about teaching them how to create success. I just have to show them how to break away all the crap that's not them and chip away all the crap that's stopping them from being successful. Because most people have a collective bunch of values. They have a collective purpose. They have collective goals. They're trying to help everybody else do something instead of themselves. Your life, and this is the dead giveaway, your life already demonstrates your purpose and your values. So when someone comes to me and they say, you know what, Michael, I want to be rich. And I go, okay, cool. And that's part of your values. And they go, yep, I always think about making money. And I go, how much money do you have? And they go, I don't have any money. And I go, okay, then it's not your values. What else do you do instead of making money? And they go, oh, well, you know what? I hang out with all my friends. And I go, okay, cool. So friendship is a high value. Could you live without your friends? And they go, oh, no, I definitely couldn't live without my friends. And I go, excellent. So your friends are a high value. If you had to, would you prefer to make money right now? Would you prefer to make money and work or would you prefer to hang out with your friends? Be honest. What does your life demonstrate? And they go, well, I would prefer to make money, but that's only because they're in pain. They're in a survival response, right? So if you're in pain and you've got no money, you will automatically think that money is important because it keeps you safe. It's a safety response. But the truth is that your life doesn't demonstrate that money is important, okay? It doesn't. And this is why a lot of people will make money and then when they just get ahead a little bit financially, they go back to doing what they've always done because what they've always done is their values. So if they would rather hang out with friends, yet they're in financial hardship, they will make just enough money to pay the bills and then they'll spend the rest of the time hanging out with friends because they don't need to make any more money than that. They really just wanna hang out with their friends. So this is where people have a lot of internal conflict and they beat themselves up and they self-depreciate and they feel really, really shit about themselves. And this happens 
because they're essentially, there's part of them that wants to live their values and to live their purpose, but there's another part of them that feels like they should be doing all this other stuff as well in order to survive or in order to fit in. So there are a lot of people out there who go, I wanna make more money, I wanna be a millionaire. But when it comes to putting in the work to become a millionaire, which normally means you need to add value in what you do, you need to live your values, because when you live your values and you serve your purpose, you're gonna be more consistent, you're gonna be more resilient, more reliable, you're gonna be more dependable, your brain works differently, so you open up the prefrontal cortex, which means you can focus better, you can think better, and so on. But when you live in your lower values, you'll self-depreciate, you'll beat yourself up, you'll feel like shit, you'll tend to get more sick, you'll start something and then you'll just stop halfway through. So there are heaps of people who go, I just start things but I never follow through. That's because normally they're living lower values and they keep prioritizing lower values. So they start things, but when something more important comes up, they give it up and they go back to that other thing. And this is just a consistent pattern of behavior. We talk a lot more about this in my Thrive Time event. If you haven't grabbed your tickets yet, just go to www.themojomaster.com.au and grab your tickets. I guarantee you it'll change your life. It's probably one of the most amazing events if you want to achieve more in life, I guarantee it. And we have super successful people coming along to people who've just gotten out of jail. It's absolutely awesome. And it's not your normal personal development event where you know, you have to jump up and down and high five each other and all that stuff. We leave you alone to do your own work. It's just, I help you and guide you through and teach you what you need to, and then you work on yourself. And then I teach you a bit more and you work on yourself. And you keep building out all this map for your success so that you can keep achieving stuff. And one of those is getting clear with your purpose. And it is so important to do that because when you do that, it will give you that focus. It will give you that clarity. It will make you more reliable, more dependable, more resilient, all of those things. So anyway, the reason why most people don't know their values is because they don't understand that their life already demonstrates their purpose and their values. So for me personally, if I look at my life, if I look at my whole week, this week I've spent the majority of my week working in the business. I've spent the majority of my week studying learning, teaching, and coaching. I have spent the majority of my week spending time with people. So I spent time with Jess, my wife. Last night, we were sitting on the couch watching a movie. And I wasn't watching a movie because I wanted to watch the movie so much. I wanted to watch the movie because I got to spend time with Jess. And so spending time with people is important to me. A lot of the time, the things that other people want to do, I don't really care about. I'll watch a movie with Jess. And normally it's something that I love watching life stories about someone like a biography or I love watching documentaries and things like that. Because for me, learning is such a high value of mine. Now, when I have a look at my life, my life demonstrates that I love learning. If you're watching this on YouTube now, and by the way, if you're not following me on YouTube, please jump across to YouTube and check out Michael Mojo on YouTube. You'll see me sitting here with... My bookshelf behind me, my office is essentially a library. Now, why? Because I surround myself with my values. So my life, if you walk into my life, you'll see my values. There are books all over my office. My computer is full of learnings, of PDFs, of downloads, of things like that, because I love learning. Now, what do I love learning about? I love learning about human behavior. I love learning about business. I love learning about wealth creation. I love learning about health and fitness. So if you have a look, my life actually demonstrates my values and I spend money on my values. I spend a lot of money on teaching, on researching, on writing. In fact, the majority of my income and the majority of the business income goes to me teaching. Okay, so my events cost a lot of money to run. I invest that into my life because that's what I love to do. So my life demonstrates my high priorities in life, which is my purpose and my values. I also spend a lot of time with people who also love to learn and who I can also help and teach and coach. So that is Jess. My wife loves to learn things. She loves to be coached. So I help her a lot with her own personal growth and with business. 
and so on and we work together in the business. So my life demonstrates it's essentially 99% of my time is spent in my values. I also love to exercise in our house. When we first bought our house, all I cared about was my office being finished and the gym being finished and the garage as well because I love my cars. So for me, the gym is important. I love to exercise. I exercise every day. In fact, if I could, I'd exercise. I shouldn't say I could because I can. Most days I would prefer to exercise twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, because that's what I love to do. And if not, I get antsy. I love to move around. So my life demonstrates that I love to exercise and I love to move and I spend money on that. I invest money on it. When someone says like, I should exercise and I should go to the gym, yet they don't go to the gym, their life doesn't demonstrate that they want to go to the gym. So when you're trying to figure out your life purpose and your purpose in general, your life will demonstrate it. When a mum comes to me at one of my events and they say, you know what, gym is so important to me, my health is important, my fitness is important, yet I look at them and they're overweight, they're eating Maccas or McDonald's, and I say to them, is it really important? They go, yeah, yeah, it's super important. But what's really happening is they're triggering off a stress response or a survival response because in that moment, they feel like they're getting rejected by people around them because they're overweight and they don't look after themselves. So it's triggered off the survival response to want to fit in. So now they're saying going to the gym and their health is important, but the truth is their health really isn't important because when I ask them, what do you spend most of your time doing? And they go, well, I've got five kids, three of them are at home. So I spend most of my day doing the washing, doing the ironing, cleaning the house, looking after the kids, dropping the other two off at school, picking them up from school, taking them to sport practice, looking after the other kids' health and all that stuff. Their life demonstrates that their highest value and potentially their life purpose is family or kids or looking after their kids or being an amazing mother. So their highest value might be children or family and their life purpose may be to create an amazing environment for my family or to create a nourishing environment for my family to thrive. So the purpose is essentially a statement that encompasses their values. So the person's life demonstrates their values. That's point number one. Hey, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed part one of this three-part series. Remember to tune in tomorrow to get part number two of this three-part series. I hope you're enjoying learning all about why your purpose is so important, why it creates self-destruction. Tomorrow, I've got some really cool stuff that we're talking about in part number two about self-sabotage, self-destruction, mental and emotional chaos, and why most people don't even relate this stuff to being unclear with your purpose and your values. This is why it matters so much. So remember to tune in tomorrow. Also, if you haven't already done so, make sure to jump across to my Instagram. It's michaelmojo00 on Instagram. Make sure to hit that follow button as well. I've been popping up a heap more content on there. I'm going to start doing some lives across there as well with some extra bonus added content. Plus, you get to see my daily shenanigans as well. So please remember, jump across to Instagram if you haven't already done so and make sure you follow michaelmojo00, or it should be, it's double O actually. The zeros and the O's are swapped around, but just type in michaelmojo00 and it'll pop up and make sure to follow me. Anyway, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow or if you're listening, tuning in, whatever you want to call it tomorrow for part number two of this episode. And remember, jump across to Instagram.